Greetings, soul family, and welcome to the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. I'm Big G, one third of the podcast team. We also have Oshawa Nicole and Johnny Holmes II, aka Apostle. We thank you for tuning in as we embark on another cool ass journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Okay, and we are back. Today's discussion is about memes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what is a meme? A meme is an idea, a behavior, style, or usage that spreads from person to person within a culture. In today's experience, it's typically an amusing or interesting item, such as a caption, picture, or video, or genre of items, that is spread widely online, especially through social media. Why are memes important? Memes are important because they help us spread messaging that either establishes or reinforces our culture, whatever that happens to be. Sometimes it's to create new or insert new ideas into the culture, but it's also to continue to reinforce old ideas that we are insisting on maintaining throughout throughout our culture. Yes. It's interesting. Um, speaking of memes, I actually saw one yesterday that I thought was thoroughly ecstatic. Uh, it, um, it was a picture of uh, 45 mm-hmm. walking on the lawn and a uh, gardener or one of the uh, the lawn keepers mowing the lawn and the the caption read uh, excuse me can I borrow your Twitter (laughs) (laughs) right I saw that now of course if if you haven't heard that's because you know he had his well most of his social media accounts indefinitely suspended so uh, you know Twitter was so big for his communication with the everyday person or the uh, we'll say you know, at least a certain group of people who shall remain nameless, you know, for scaling walls and other such things. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he can't communicate, you know, basically he has uh, had his bully pulpit shut down to a certain degree. So, you know, that um, is is hilarious to me. But, you yeah. know, it, it outlines the importance or, or how memes can convey uh, uh, a thought that usually is, is, it may be widespread and and it may reinforce it, but it may be something that, you know, will catch fire, you know, that people uh, just cling on to because a lot of times it means particularly, like, for example, the Kermit the Frog meme. <laughs> in, in, in Just the picture. <laughs> yeah, just the picture itself. Right, right, evokes a chuckle. There were so many different things, you know, above it. People were writing whatever above it, but the picture itself became so synonymous, you know, that anytime you saw it, you knew, you know, that it, it was going to be good. Hopefully something funny, yeah. you know what I mean? Because people sure. kind of got kind of corny with it after a while. But, you know, right. usually the... Uh, the. But I think of, like, the use of the picture and the fact that many people 
um, know the picture mm-hmm. is part of our popular culture. That that's Absolutely. not nearly as um, long lasting. The a real meme is something that persists throughout a cultural narrative mm-hmm. over many many years, decades, can be even centuries. We have memes that we have been perpetuating for millennia at this point. But we use these visual vehicles, these visual uh, um, packages now to continually reinsert those very ideas into our collective consciousness. So um, it's funny, I saw a meme the other day, I wish I could find it, it was hilarious. Basically it was something to, or maybe it was just somebody post that was like, you know, when I when you're sitting with someone who's not, who hasn't been on social media very long or is not on social media at all, and you see um, like an old meme, like an early, just like that, old, uh-huh. early pictures where you have to have been there through the whole cycling right, through right, to even understand. a couple of years right. of the usage of this particular image, and sure. you're cracking mm-hmm. up, and they don't understand the joke or the context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's so real, because there's things on here like... You know, I, I've had to, I've shown people or sent people memes, mm-hmm. and then had to explain to them the significance yeah. of wait, you don't understand this picture right here. Be you know, it's been used for this, this, and this. This is where it came from. Blah blah blah. And then, so this is hilarious right. because somebody just added this additional you know definition to it. I've had to ask people. I had to you know be like, uh, who is this a picture of? Like, <laughs> like why? Is it? Like I, I assume this is funny, but what is right. you know what I mean? Who is this person? Because right now it's like, uh, okay, right, <laughs> right. Like that's an interesting picture. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. And then it'd be like, no, that's the. And then he, oh, like, oh, okay, now I get right, it. Right, right. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, another one that uh, kind of caught fire and had a uh, some some longevity was the. Uh, I don't know where they got this picture of Denzel Washington from, <laughs> but he had on like a Adidas suit. And it just was a it was a crazy looking picture. Maybe and they photoshopped they had, his face on. The that, I think they may have had to have photoshopped his face because his teeth were like exaggerated, and he was asking, you know what I mean, stuff like who made the potato salad. It was crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean, like um. That's funny. He was that uncle at the picnic, you know what I mean? And it just was, it was, after a while, I was kind of like, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> How you going to take dignified Denzel Washington <laughs> and make him a meme, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, that's terrible. And so let me be clear. I want to, you know, you pardon me because I when I first heard memes discussed, I didn't really know what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Not not here at this table, but before. Right. Mm-hmm. I see people say memes, memes. I'm not real big on social media like that. So I didn't know what. And then I quickly caught on to the idea behind the meme being some caricature, some type of expression, Mm -hmm. like the Kermit the Frog. I've seen the image and then all the various captions that the Michael Jordan crying Mm -hmm. meme. I heard him reference it at at, at Kobe (laughs) Services last year. You know, so I know it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's been used. I've seen his face plattered, plattered mm-hmm. on other people's yeah. faces. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess. So, mm-hmm. the major takeaway or point behind the meme, mm-hmm. help unpack that for me. I want to just make sure, because as I'm reading, and, and a simpler definition that I saw, 
I don't know that it's much simpler than that. That's pretty simple. But it says a meme is an idea, behavior, or style that becomes a fad mm -hmm. and spreads by means of imitation from person to person within a culture. I think that's what it has become. Okay. We've always had memes. Okay. Memes are what I call seeds. We've talked about this a little bit before. Mm -hmm. So I'll and let me find. I'm gonna I'm gonna search for work memes here. Like, um, you know, we have these memes that um, have these ideas embedded in them or behind them. And if, in order for a meme to work, we have to have some level of collective agreement about the basis of the meme, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In order for it to ring true, for right. it to resonate, for right. you to see the joke in it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, like this one, this is a classic. Um, it's got a picture of um, the, uh, you know, a character. from the office. Yeah, a character <laughs> from the office. And the meme says, arriving to work Monday morning, and he has a very, you know, flat look on his face and says, I'm dead inside. Well, what is this meme saying? At the basis of this meme, work is a drudge, it's a chore, it's something that we don't necessarily enjoy, nobody looks forward to Monday mornings. This is based on collective agreement that work is essentially toil, mm -hmm. labor, pain, mm -hmm. bad. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Even though, and it's something we all have to do or yeah, face yeah. or put up with or tolerate. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily, um, uh, reinforcing anything positive in our psyche, but we certainly have some level of social agreement about it, which is why it is funny. And so this vehicle actually works to reinforce a larger idea or a simpler underlying premise, whether we know it or not. We think we're just joking, it's funny, let's be sar sarcastic or cynical, right. Right. you know. Um, it, but at the same time, it's actually reinforcing it's sowing something that doesn't necessarily work to our collective benefit so glad you used that illustration can you turn it around so I can see it cuz because let me tell you what I what I what you just did for me oh my <clears throat> uh -huh. no it's good and so even understanding that the the memes suggest that I'm arriving to work Monday morning understanding how it feels to go to work Monday morning not want to be there mm -hmm. um, he has this look on his face I'm there Right. right on a Monday, but I don't want to be I'm here. Dead inside. <laughs> right now, even though I laugh at that personally, yeah, I'm thinking mm -hmm. about the reinforcement mm -hmm. that just took place with inside of me. Right, mm -hmm. the humor allows it the message to subtly be transmitted deeper <laughs> as a seed into my consciousness. Precisely, and then guess what? I I notice it actually encourages me to stay on this path, this path, this trajectory of doing the same thing over and over. I mean, functioning while dead, how do <laughs> right. you do that? You know, so- Deriving so no joy from this No experience. joy, no nothing, but the humor yeah. in the meme allows me to diminish how I really feel. Mm -hmm. And I continue to move like a sludge throughout my life. And so for me, memes seem to carry with them some very subtle, um, um, ways of of pulling you deeper into a place you don't really want to be if you're not mindful of that. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to toss that out yeah. based on the one you just provided. So let me ask a question. Does that also go for um, things in pop culture? You know, like yeah. for oh, example... Absolutely. Like Aunt Jemima, the original, not the, the permed out version, you know what I mean? 
just the the reinforcement of the the mammy syndrome or the you know what I mean the the happiness of of people like, in servitude you know what I mean because you know Aunt Jemima didn't look like you know she was running a Fortune five hundred company it looked like she was in the kitchen mm-hmm. doing work. I'm sorry. So you're referring to the psychological manipulation that's at the basis of all marketing campaigns. <laughs> Essentially, you know, it has. Hmm, imagine that. And that becomes. And think about it now. The cell phone has become the billboard because essentially a meme is a billboard. Right. You know, and you took you took it from those things that had to be like 20 feet tall or in print ad or whatever. And you put it in the hands of individuals, mm-hmm. and, and so now they still are on billboards and in print. Absolutely, Both absolutely. Same, right? If they're right. popular enough, sure. you okay. know, buying them, you're putting them on your walls in your house. You know, no pain, no gain. You got to put it in that word. You know, like I said, there we have these the ideas. That we keep telling ourselves. Absolutely, right? we yeah. insist on creating our reality from this base. I want to be clear though on what what connection you were making to what I was saying. I think I got mm-hmm. you, but I just want to make sure if I didn't, if it was as simple as what Cuz reduced it to the the psychological manipulation of. It. I mean, that was beautiful, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that was all you were saying. Well, no, it's, it's, it's pretty much tantamount to that. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Just the relationship between, between it, yeah. those things that we see all the time because yeah. a meme essentially is that, those right. things that start off, particularly with the advent of social media um, and the ability of, you know, individuals to create their own memes, you mm-hmm. know, to uh, create a, essentially a culture all to itself because like I said for the, when I brought up the uh, the Kermit the Frog thing there were so many I saw that everywhere yeah. you know I saw I mean? a couple recently and I was like oh this is coming back you know what I mean and so it's like it becomes a, a celebrated that's why I said pop culture mm-hmm. because it becomes so popular that it's now now it's a part of what we do mm-hmm. you know what I mean or how we function and so Everybody, kids know it, you know, adults know it, older people know, you know what I mean? And thinking about that in terms of if it's something negative, you know, the effect of, of, or the the amplitude of it, Mm. you know, because if it's negative but popular, (laughs) you know what I mean? Well, that's the beauty of memes, and I don't mean beauty in the way that I'm necessarily approving of it. Mm. But that's why they have worked for so long, and especially in the age of social media, is because they get to hide under the guise of humor and sarcasm and cynicism and, you know, fun, but they really are seeds of often, you know, deception, degradation, degradation. Um, they can be undermining. They are disempowering sometimes. Now, there are good ones, and mm-hmm. trust me, I have. I make sure that when I'm creating a meme to insert into the social narrative, mm-hmm. I do what I can to position it from the most positive premise I can frame it. Even if I'm taking an old, ide- old idea and reframing it, mm-hmm. I, I try to position it as positively as I can so that the underlying premise of it is sowing something good, is inserting something positive and loving into the narrative. Um, And I, but I also break down anytime I see a meme, I might laugh, I might even send it to someone that I'm having these kinds of conversations with, and then I'll be like, you know, 
but this part right here, <laughs> yeah, let's shift that mm -hmm. because that's where it's get that's where it gets you. Mm -hmm. What it's really saying, and I I do ask myself, hold the phone. This is this is funny on its surface, but what is this really saying? I'm looking at the image. I'm looking at the ver you know the framing of the words. And sometimes it's who's sending it. It's like, what are, what's the intent behind this? Yeah. Because that is also how we were able to be, our social media um, narrative was able to be hacked and manipulated to facilitate world events that we just are still contending with. Like, you know, the assault on our capital this week. Sure. Mm -hmm. You can thank social media and toxic mm -hmm. messaging through the filtering of memes mm -hmm. and the direct insertion of, you know, poison eye toxic ideas into wow. a framework. That's such a great connection. When I think about the the one that Cuz used earlier uh, about the grass being cut and with, with the uh, 45 and as he's walking, can I borrow your Twitter? I think about that medium that he used all the time to uh, share his ideas, express his 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 feelings about all of this stuff, and spread the ideas that he wanted to spread, and how people, groups of people, seem to based on the actions of those that stormed the Capitol building this past week, seem to allow that messaging to be spread person to person. I was even watching, and I don't catch much news, but. I think I was on YouTube yesterday and I saw a, a, a clip of uh, one of the senators walking through, I don't know where he's walking, and there was a woman, you know, uh, chiding him. I mean, she was just berating him, oh. following him, and she was going on and on, and she was calling him all out of his name, and how you for the rest, I heard her say, yeah, it was. And yeah. she said, for the rest right. of your life. Yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. this. For the rest mm -hmm. of your life, you're going to, this is what it's gonna be for you. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's not going to be here forever, right? <laughs> right. So right, right. even if I die, right. is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I raise my children with these ideas. Yeah, of course. You know, my the people that I talk to, well, we're going to we're going to such we're, we're going to spread this message enough, this poison yeah. enough that wherever you go, you're going to be tormented because of you're not willing to stand up and stand against you know yeah. the mm -hmm. the injustice that she felt that they were receiving at the time. So it's such a powerful point and subtle thing that memes transmit yes i really wanted to table it Love because for me transmit. because for me what do we do to counter it i mean it sounds like something that's been around forever sounds like something that's kind of ingrained and already inculcated into our psyche in many ways mm. please build yeah. on that okay so even to say that it's it, it feels like it's been around forever, yes it has, but there's always been good memes and, and sure. not so great memes sure. that have been around forever. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but we've always had choice, we've always had intelligence, we've always had cr critical thinking ability, whether you apply it or not is an entirely different discussion, mm -hmm. but we are all capable of identifying, the best thing you can do is get educated on what it is when you see it. So like I said, once I understood what a meme really was and how right. it really works, right. I've, I've never looked at another meme the same way again. Okay. I'm always breaking it down, analyzing it, thinking. A lot of people don't wanna do that, maybe it's too much work, whatever. Sure, sure. That's, it, that's an absurd thought to me, but that's also a judgment <laughs> by me on the process that no, other people you. are willing or not willing to apply to their life. I like to be, more intentional 
about what I'm contributing to. And I would like to, I am deliberate about what I go into agreement with. So, um, and then yeah. because I understand the power of my focus and the power of my influence, I make sure I don't promote things that are really toxic. Every once in a while, I might put something out there that I think is truly funny. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it's not a consistent, constant thing. It's not something. And at the basis of it, I didn't feel like th there was anything really corrosive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just have to be self-aware and self-responsible. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just have to do your part and understand that it takes everybody to do their part. It doesn't even have to take everybody. It could just take enough people to shift how everyone else treats the meme. You know, I see people putting things on their pages and inserting these things. I'm like, do you really want to reinforce that right now? Yeah. I don't put certain people's pictures on my stuff. Mm -hmm. That person, you will never see that image on my, yeah. <laughs> my newsfeed, right, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, because I don't want to contribute to the increase of that thing. I understand that what we focus on increases. And you said a million times that, you know, it's about our premises too. Mm -hmm. Your premise, I know you've articulated a lot, is that you believe you create your own reality. Absolutely. That being said, you're going to behave, be more intentional about the ideas you allow to come in. Yes. You're going to probably scrutinize a lot more of the information that's being, you know, delivered to you. Absolutely. And I could so appreciate that. I think that in our society and I'm learning this more and more that you know to to maybe even how you just articulated maybe that's a judgment on my part of not allowing them to come to go through their process like they should mm -hmm. I think so many of us have been and, and what well, I can say I feel I, I've been conditioned to to do just that mm -hmm. to judge individuals when they embrace memes that seem to be detrimental diminishing to themselves to yeah. the culture collectively yeah. uh but but find the humor it's like jokes yep. it's like jokes it's like cuz mentioned pop music it's like rap mm -hmm. you know there's certain rap music i think we touched this before that carried with it a certain messaging that to me was very destructive i don't know that it would even be a meme necessarily maybe it would but it, it, it wasn't a suggested thing, very blatant, very direct and in your face. Huh. Those who allow themselves to give audience to that, uh, be an audience to that, I, I guess I'm always looking at the 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 blowback similar to the movement on our capital today. Mm -hmm. I mean, this past week, mm -hmm. the energy that some people. OK, so I, I think I shared this with you at the top. Um, when I when I looked at some of the folks that were moving across those barricades and moving into the Capitol building and then hearing some of the uh, attorneys talk about how oh yeah uh, some of these individuals may be looking at 10 years you know depending on their involvement in the in the quote-unquote protest well I felt to myself looking in some of those faces I bet some of these people just kind of got caught up in the moment mm -hmm. because some of them were sitting around with some of their boys maybe throwing a few back and, and, and in their discussion, you know, getting amped up by the ideas that were communicated in the in the presentations, in the tweets. And then all of a sudden now we're walking. We got our signs. You're around a bunch of other people and everyone's feeling this energy. Are we clear? Do we really believe that we should go in here and take life? I doubt everyone that was marching and moving in that space 
probably believed that to that degree they should have committed what they committed. Mm -hmm. But once you get across that line, yeah. once the energy and the momentum of moving with the masses like that took you across that line and you had that hot head or those hot heads that was willing to bash whomever, mm -hmm. shoot whomever, yep. even a noose, we're going to yeah. hang whomever, right? Yeah, they um, gallows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you're going that far, I bet you there were those that were sitting there scratching their head at some point like, uh, did I go too far in this? Right. And that, to me, speaks to the potential danger uh Associate, that I associate with memes and when you're not doing the type of work, the intentional work that you should be and scrutinize it. So again, yeah. not to put judgment on anybody, but for mm -hmm. me, I, I'm kind of in that vein with you. I think I got to do a little bit better job of scrutinizing the stuff that I embrace. Absolutely. I, I think memes make use of seduction in, in so much as they play on the tendencies of people. They play on the the frustrations, the mm -hmm. you know, the feelings of, you know, being held back, helplessness, all of these different things, the negative aspects of us, or the mm -hmm. the um over, you know, exuberance of ourselves. Sometimes we get too full of ourselves and they play on that, you know. Um okay. And I think, well, I, more to the point, it plays on the emotions of the person consuming it. And I, I think particularly now we're at a point where consumption is going to be everything in terms of you really need to be mindful of what you consume uh, via visually, uh, audibly, what you hear, you know, what you consume. Uh, nutritionally, you know, what you drink, what you, you know, where you walk, the air you breathe, you know, the types of the people that you hang around, you know, all of these different things are, are influences that you're receiving at all times. And where you are and the actions that you take in relation to that have to do is a direct correlation to those things that you consume, you know, memes are mass consumption. We consume those all day long, you know what yep. I mean? And I, I only say we, cause I know I do, yep. you know what I mean? Just, I, you know, not to cast this person, not everybody well, we necessarily do. does, but yeah, you well, know. you do, we, yeah. none of us are exempt from it because mm -hmm. it's in all advertising. It's in all television programming. Mm -hmm. I sit and watch movies and, and shows now and I'm like, who in the world wrote this? And why did they choose that premise? Like, come on, like clearly we're not evolving. But what I have seen, which I'm entirely excited about, is that there are people entering the, the landscape of the world of television and movies that are writing from different premises and new narratives. There are these really awesome things I'm seeing seep into the programming which i love and i'm gravitating more toward that content things mm -hmm. that are a bit more leading edge more progressive more um more inclusive things like that you know just to use the buzzwords of the day but i know what they it, what they also mean on different you know on other levels and mm -hmm. what they 
are offering up um, in support of where we're going as far as our whole evolutionary process. And I appreciate that these people are taking the risks that they are because sometimes the ideas may not be as popular as they would like for the bottom line, for the return on investment. But, you know, like I think of the show Since 8 is a really fantastic example of that. It's a Netflix show, S-E-N-S-E with the number eight is the name of the show if you haven't seen it. I love it because it's, but it's by the Wachowskis and they they were the ones who made The Matrix. So Mm -hmm. just like The Matrix was so leading edge back in the late 90s, this, they, I feel like they did for television what The Matrix did for movies back then. It changed the game. And now everybody has new standard, new bars to a, you know aspire to as far as what could be, what they can depict, sure, um, yeah. and how collective it can become. Now, I'm not saying we all gotta have this kumbaya moment <laughs> that it's, it's all gonna be this, you know, um, fuzzy, bright thing, but at the same time, there are just ways to do it that work. And just because we've always done it a, a, a particular way and we've always insisted on continuing to sow the seeds that we have in the past doesn't mean those seeds can't change. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point that, you know, like the memes that we have, because we are inundated with this messaging, especially mm-hmm. through social media, um, I think of those some of those I premises as symptoms and evidence and manifestations of ideas that came before, not necessarily um, that they are the end all be all, that they're just, they're, that, they're not necessarily the goal, they're mm-hmm. just the evidence of where we have come from. And mm-hmm. it's time to also look at them in that way, mm-hmm. you know. A little bit I just read of Dawkins, and because I think that that word, as I was doing a little research, he's credited for that word, uh, maybe the usage of it since like 76. But one of the things it said that he, um, or uh, that I guess part of that definition read was, it has uh, the capacity to help us culturally evolve mm-hmm. means, successful means. Yes. And so in the inverse, I guess I'm thinking, well, unsuccessful means, do they have the potential to cause us to devolve? Well, what are what's unsuccessful? Because we have a lot of toxic memes that are very successful. Right. Mm, I see what you're saying. I mean, but but successful that, in yeah. the sense of getting across the intended message, mm. or successful in the sense of causing a cultural evolution. Mm. Well, I think evolution. I I was just having a conversation last night with someone. Evolution is a one way street. That's how I've always framed it in my mind. Okay. Um, we, we don't devolve. We might stall the process a bit. We can sure slow it down. Uh, we can have a lapse, but we don't really, we don't move backwards. You know, we're not, we, we evolve. Okay. <laughs> it's always moving so forward to some extent. Let me speak then to the stalled, mm-hmm. the, 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 the stagnant, the mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah. If it's not the moving. Clinging, yeah, if it's like, not moving forward, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I get you. Um, unsuccessful memes relative to that because I mean, if we're I mean, as I'm reading the definition it sounds like successful memes I was in, in interpreting that as those that are causing movement cultural forward movement mm. but maybe not I like maybe that definition you know I, what I mean but, but maybe yeah. more since evolution and your 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 take on that is always going ahead not necessarily going backwards 
okay, but then does that mean everything we take in that it causes us to be stuck or stifles us, that's also causing us to move forward? Is that what we're... Um, it, it can be. Okay, so... It's, Let me, it's, if I need to help simplify it, I well, can. No, 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 no. I okay. was just going to address the idea that um, things are inserted into our experience mm -hmm. and we put those things to some use. Now, we can use them to stay where we are. Mm -hmm. We can use them to reinforce things that we've always done, beliefs we've always held. Okay. Or we can use them to transcend our circumstances. We can say, you know... We've been singing this song for a long time, and it's time for us to sing a new one. Mm -hmm. We can make new decisions mm -hmm. about those things. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much what's, what's put upon us, it's what we do with what's put upon us. Because mm -hmm. we're, still in, we're still driving. Now, we can, we can play with our, empowerlessness, you know, our disempowerment all we want. We can convince ourselves that we have none. But ultimately, you're using your power to convince yourself you have no power. <laughs> so... You know, and, and we love to do that. I love how um, Bachar says we are the masters of limitation. Yeah, we mm -hmm. have mastered the art of forgetting who we really are to such an extent that we are really willing to dive to the depths of our limitation and then mm -hmm. hold it as something virtuous and, you know, sacred. Um, and then insist that others remain in limitations so that we can then assert our idea of power. But at the end of the day, if enough of us said, yeah, we're not gonna do that anymore, it would cease to be a dominating, you know. Can I, can I just make an observation? I'm sorry, I didn't mean mm -hmm. to cut you off. Uh, you were finished, right? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Does anybody even know the words to Kumbaya? No. I mean, I, I'm just I mean, saying. I mean, I remember the song but I, I i only say that in in terms of what we're talking about mm -hmm. i actually probably could sing it right now but i mean you know it's I, in there well, somewhere you know, sorry <laughs> but <laughs> since you asked okay well all right well somebody I know all the verses okay right, well, right, so right, that right. would see what it, but this is what i'm saying it's um, right I'm saying it, okay, in terms of we're talking about memes, right? Mm -hmm. Kumbaya is something that we reference a million times for a million different it's reasons. A meme, yes. And it's always used to, a lot of times, it's either derogatory, you know what I mean? Right. It's meant as a mockery. Right. Oh, so what are we not supposed to sing Kumbaya? You know, <laughs> exactly. that type of thing, energy. <laughs> or. <laughs> somebody who you know a lot of we might see as somebody who's you know overly sweet like oh hey let's everybody sing cool but you know right, what I mean? or the peacemaker yeah exactly exactly and i'm like i'm thinking okay i know maybe a a, a chorus i know the chorus maybe mm -hmm. but i'm like you know to 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 put it as the iconic you know, resolution uh, maker is what it they, they it's, it's framed as a lot of times. You mm -hmm. know, this is going to bring us together. Mm -hmm. You know, but even to use that is just become a meme, and it just when you said sing a different song, that just kind mm -hmm. of stuck out in my mind. I'm like most people, though John is clearly the exception. Most people mm -hmm. would not even know anything past the words "Kumbaya." Right. 
you know what I mean? I believe it's Kumbaya, my Lord. And then right. that's about all I know. It, they I repeat know, right? that a couple of times and then I wouldn't know yeah, anything what are the beyond actual that. Words? I don't you know. even know. Um, I mean, yeah, we could, and in, in, in saying that, we could be, um, uh, we could be insistent on perpetuating something that is the opposite of what we actually mean because we don't even know what the what the song is about you know well John does clearly. which is why which is why when I talked about I think I asked the question like I asked it because mm -hmm. when you talked earlier about we all have choice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you understand memes like I'm hearing it explained it sounds like it's something again that's a part of us already it, it's mm -hmm. everywhere Mm -hmm. It's transmitted kumbaya. People say it, don't even know what it means. Mm -hmm. Don't know the lyrics, but we say it, and we usually say it cynically. Mm -hmm. Sound like how you were illustrating it. Mm -hmm. It's used cynically, mm -hmm. though it didn't have a cynical in, in interpretation from the gate, right? Mm -hmm. So why has it been twisted? Why has it been taken out of context mm -hmm. to be applied that way? Okay, Because right. mm -hmm. somebody chose to do that, For sure. right? Now, why are they choosing it? Why are we choosing to do that? Right. Back to Cuz's point, it's all about choice. You mm -hmm. got choice. I'm Absolutely. with you. So, yeah. so why are people choosing to do the things that are harmful, detrimental, cause them to be stuck, stifled, and not moving forward? That was my question. Because oh, mm -hmm. it's easy. What? It feels good. It's funny. Mm -hmm. It's practice. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. Why change? Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's it's just not being interested in applying any kind of critical thought mm -hmm. to what you're doing mm -hmm. just because, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just simpler to do this. Yep. Um, you know, I was just thinking that it's funny because when you do understand what memes are and, and, and you are, you do become what we call a conscious, deliberate creator mm. operating from the premise that I create my own reality. And so you're managing what comes in and how you're applying it. Or even if you're going into agreement, cause I do ask myself from time to time when I see things, when people say things like, what am I going into agreement by? saying this or do I even want to get into an, a discussion with someone about what this means or what they just said or you know I sometimes I just want to jump to the punchline like nope I'm good I'll be like why don't you want to do nope I really don't because I understand what it's reinforcing and I'm not about to sit here and give you a whole monologue <laughs> on what I understand this to be and I'd rather spend my time some other way right now mm -hmm. you know um so People would have to experience some change, some discomfort, some disagreement in order to begin to shift the narrative, to withdraw from those collective understandings of what things are. They might become a little less popular or whatever, you know. It, it's really fascinating. People just don't like change, even though change is the only constant. <laughs> it's the one thing you'll never ever stop yeah. so just yeah. get used to it <laughs> think about it in, in these terms mm -hmm. the the one of the most popular forms of, of comedy is sarcasm mm -hmm. you know making mockery of those things that uh, should be serious matters and maybe positive matters but uh, reflecting the negative aspect of it or the more uh, comical or, uh, or illuminating. satirical yeah. aspect of it. Yep. You know what I mean? I think 
we do that sometimes out of a sense of uh, insecurity, you know, um, the yeah. not wanting to be ridiculed for identifying with a particular thing. Yeah. Um, and or not wanting to be left out for not identifying with something. Right. You know, yeah. just uh, that's what I'm saying. You don't yeah. want to be the person. It's like in 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 school a lot of times. Who are the cool kids? Yeah. The people who don't go to class or people who don't, you know what I mean, who are ridiculed. The people who are going to be who are going to future in the future yeah. employ. Right. You know what I mean? The people right. who are right. going to be your cool landlord. Kids get out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Your lawyer. Right. You know right. what I mean? Your right. landlord. Right. Not that all cool kids go to jail for right, right. drugs, but I, I yeah. using the, yeah. the the common name, yeah. right, right. Exactly. You know the person who holds your right. mortgage. You know right. what I mean. These exactly. are the people you ridicule. Right. You know, and 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 for us, you know, like for example, one of the biggest comedians right now, Kevin Hart. One of his biggest shows was Laugh at My Pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that practice has mm -hmm. kept us, particularly as as a culture. For black people, we've used satire a lot of times. What is the famous phrase? We laughed at what? Keep from crying. Keep yeah, from crying. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we've taken those things that, you know, were meant to kind of break us, yeah. you know what I mean, and flip them around to be satirical. Now, sometimes we also take those things that were meant to build us up and flip those to uh, make it something that could possibly degradate us as well. Mm -hmm. um, and... It, it still goes back to the individual and kind of when you know better, you do better. But ultimately, it's at your choice, you know. So I was also thinking in terms of what you were mentioning, John, where you were saying like some of the people who ended up at the Capitol this week yeah. were probably having an in the moment, uh-oh, uh, I didn't mean to go this far right. or mm -hmm. get this wrapped up. Mm -hmm. um, I hope there were people there who were having that epiphany. But the funny thing about being in that position is you, at that point, you don't necessarily feel empowered because when that momentum is so great, it becomes an exercise in risk management. But that's what I kind of call being black in America is the grand exercise in risk management, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so if I go do this, I'm going to have to put up with this, or I'm going to have to deal with this, or I might encounter this. Is it really worth, you know, blah, blah, blah. Is it really worth leaving the house today? Is it really worth driving all the way over there? Is it really, you know what I mean? Like, you, you have to go through. And a lot of this is not even stuff that we consciously go through. It's just the script that's always queued up that's running, right? You know, that you're just aware of. And... Um, and that's just because of the pervasiveness of our circumstances. However, you know, we still have choice in that and we still have to apply it deliberately. And sometimes you just gotta, the risk is, you just gotta, hey, I, I can't allow myself to go that far. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk away or I'm going to try to walk away or whatever and hope I don't get, you know what I mean? So I don't know of any of those folks went so far i mean i'm sure there were some that were like oh yeah let's just check out now but i'm sure there were others caught up in the crowd and the force of the movement and they couldn't so they just had to go through you know and that's uh, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Nope. No, I, I meant I only meant that in terms because I was remembering having done crowd control mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> I worked at a concert. You know, uh, artists who shall remain nameless, right. but very synonymous with gold teeth and out <laughs> and uh, drug use. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, there were people. There were so many people at the concert and. There were, we had barricades, you know, in a snake formation, you know what I mean, as people were coming into the line or whatever. And then uh, we had to hold the doors at a certain point, you know. And so people, you know, were getting incessant and, oh, I, I can let me in, that type of thing. Can I get up at the front of the line? People were offering money, all kind of stuff, you know. And as the one of the people who was getting to the front of the line was a woman who had to have been every bit of seven uh, I don't even know if she was eight but she was pregnant pregnant I mean like real pregnant and as people started to push from the back she's getting pent up at the uh, on the the, uh, the gates you know yeah. the restraint and her sister's like oh can we go in my sister getting it in it was so funny because it, I was at a crossroads because it's like, wow, I'm like, oh my God, this mm-hmm. pregnant woman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, then it was like, wait a minute. Why is she here? That's your fault. Right. You know what I mean? I, well, I blame you because why would you even allow her in this state to be at this concert of this uh, from the artist and the mm-hmm. kind of the nature of his music right. and who was going to be there and just the type of scene yeah. that it was going to be. It was like, why would you even think this? I asked her, I was like, why would you even be here? Right. You know, oh, I love to be, and I'm like. Yeah, I was about to say, she love it. It's like, yeah, sure, so that's she's why willing she to take on that yeah, risk. go ahead. Yep. That's but, some risk management. Exactly. I, I know I'm pregnant seven, eight months, but I got to go see these gold teeth. Right. And I'm like, it's so it's like, yeah, well, I, I right. well, you know. We'll be yeah, back. You yeah, know what I mean? With consequence, we'll try to we'll try to keep the line from pushing on you, huh? You know what I mean? Stop pushing, y'all. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. But it's like, a pregnant woman up here. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how we are so quick wow. to put other people at the mercy of our poor decisions. You know, and to insist that they deal with it. Mm-hmm. I need to be a monster right now, so you have to deal with it because that's all these people were telling us down at the Capitol this week. Mm. We get to be evil and hateful and murderous, and yeah. you just have to deal with it. Sure, sure. Because I'm angry, and I need to let you know that I'm angry. Sure. And it's your fault that I'm angry because you are doing something to me. Yeah, but that's an argument no one can ever win, because if you're not responsible for your actions, and you clearly won't allow anyone else to assert anything into your perspective about it then are they really responsible if they have no influence on what you do because <laughs> you're just going to insist on choosing what you choose anyway i think i think empowerment speaks to our ability to respond which is our responsibility to me mm-hmm. it absolutely but that's empowerment and i think that our system of education and indoctrination works the complete opposite. Absolutely. So I'm real sensitive, I guess, to individuals who have been shaped, molded, formed intellectually, emotionally within a society that has convinced them 
black exploitation is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard our whole lives. Now, how you choose to respond to it, right. the narratives, the memes is one thing. But I deal with a lot of people who can't get that out their spirit, if you will, right? Wow. And I'm using that yeah. terminology because that's my tradition. That's it. Don't get no deeper than that. They can't get it out their spirit. Hold on, did you hear the way I said it? Out their spirit. You know, you gotta say it like that. You just can't say spirit. Right? No, no, no. This is this is the way we say that. So guttural, you gotta visceral. And and so when I think about conscious, deliberate choices that individuals. Uh, make can make. I think about again the unconscious. When I think, and I'll, I brought up a couple weeks ago, Rochelle Pharrell. I mm. know your thoughts. You think right? Mm. See, I don't think there are a lot of us thinking deep enough, critically right. enough about the thoughts that we think. Are we thinking about the thoughts we think about? Or and yeah, I'm with you a thousand on creating my own life, and 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 I have choice. Mm. But having worked at the juvenile, let me give you an experience. Having worked at the juvenile center. For 11 years, I found myself running into a lot of talented young brothers and sisters who, I mean, some of the most talented. But in all, a lot of the conversations I found them expressing to me moments in, in, the, in the activity that got them where they were that they wished they had made it. Ah, it got too far. I got homies. That has done serious time. Mm-hmm. When they was with the crowd, running after guys, they didn't know that when they got to them, because they had never they been part of the far. mob action. Mm-hmm. They had just been part of the, you know, the camaraderie, the relating. You know, we mm-hmm. hang around, we throw a few back, we smoke a few blunts, and that's it. That's as far as it went. You know, we throw these hands, we throw these hands, but we didn't know that this was gonna lead to some bodies. You know, stuff being spilled all out on the street. And I would be like, how could you not? Okay, but, and that's how you would be. Yeah. But being one of them boys who hung with them and fortunate enough to not um, have even the options in many cases to be with the pack because of my conditions at home. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't allowed to hang out. We talked about the street lights. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I wasn't allowed to hang out after the street lights. But you couldn't all. even watch the movies that would have informed you of this is how this goes. True, right? <laughs> I heard all of the the, the, right. the, the, the stuff the next day. What, what right. happened? Right, right, why, right. Why, why is his head split? Why why he got the... Now, there's a lot of stuff that happened, skullduggery that happened before 10 o'clock, too. Right, 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 right. But, but the stuff that really happened, they say the freaks come out at night, the stuff that really <laughs> happened after, right. I didn't notice a lot of that stuff till the following day. But... Mm-hmm. After engaging and seeing some of these individuals, even in my own life, I talked about the youth, mm-hmm. but how they get to a place where they make a, an impulsive choice, a decision. And so for me, there are steps before the choice. I'm in total agreement that people have a choice. I, I, and I think empowerment is reminding them again back of their ability to respond. You have the ability to respond. So how is it best suited? I would Mm -hmm. think if an individual comes to me, I've done some training. If an individual comes to me and they're telling me they're trying to maximize their production in their physical development in a particular way, I have some things I can offer you. I can give you not only a workout plan, but we're going to have to also consider your diet. What are you putting Mm -hmm. in? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so in many cases, if you're situated in an environment that is overwhelming you with all of these 
ideas and thoughts and these memes popping up everywhere. And, and like you say, it's not just a billboard. It's in my phone. And I'm programming me. I don't even realize that I'm programming me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reinforcing these habits of thought. I'm doing all of this to myself. And, and even though I didn't create the ads, I didn't create the marketing, I'm feeding on it all day. Mm -hmm. It's now in, in my spirit. Now, now... I'm with my boy. I'm with, I've listened to Tupac. Rest in peace and power, King. I listened to Pac one day and was, and, and, and had some, some not, not so good thoughts on my mind mm -hmm. and got in the car after hearing Bomb First because mm. he say, shoot first. Mm. Look at their head burst bleeding. Don't want to hear no ish this evening. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. For me. I felt like Pac was basically trying to, was basically telling how he felt, but listening to Pac amped me, put put cables like they would say, put cables on me, and that made me want to go shoot first and look at somebody head burst bleeding. You feel me? So I just think that there is an influence and an attachment to a lot of that that I think we sometimes diminish. That's all. Well, I think it's two words, autopilot. You know what I mean? Auto autopilot oh, okay like a lot of times people are walking around on autopilot like you know what i mean they're conscious uh, they can you know open the door close the door you know what i mean they give they might drive yeah. to the places they normally used yeah. to drive and it's like they're like the, the program that you spoke of there there's they plotted out like a gps so, okay i'm gonna go over here i'm gonna go to the store i'm gonna go to my boy house I'm going to go to my girl house. I'm going to go to, you know, the restaurant. I'm going to go over here. And then I'm going to come back home. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to drink over here. I'm going to smoke over here. You know, right. all these things are pre-programmed. Right. So it's like you just going around on autopilot. Yeah. And sometimes, the the like you say, getting caught up in the moment mm -hmm. is just I went to my boy crib, you know, on autopilot, drinking and smoking. And then this, at the end of the day, it ended in police sirens and, sure. and, and uh, a caution tape. Sure. And, you know. and and I would also add that when we are when we're thinking we're not making a decision, well, I didn't even choose. I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. The act of not deciding is still a choice. Mm -hmm. And you've essentially said, I'm going to acquiesce my my power to choose mm -hmm. to someone else's judgment. Mm -hmm. That I'm going to accept someone else's guidance over my own mm -hmm. because I'm not willing to tune into my own. Mm -hmm. And I say that's something that you really just need to check mm -hmm. um, because nothing should ever exceed your internal guidance. But mm -hmm. there are plenty of people out there who insist that you accept theirs over your own. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is the worst thing you could ever do is to acquiesce your internal guide for someone else's ability to decide yeah I, I always tell my kids um, you know I do, I do not acquiesce my I don't let other people determine my fate mm -hmm. <laughs> you know because I've had like I've even talked to my kids about situations like that yeah my you know my friend wanted me to come over and they were having a party and I was like I just didn't really feel like going so I didn't go great because then some crazy stuff happened at the party and there were consequences and thank goodness you weren't involved in that. Mm -hmm. But you chose your guidance because your guidance rules. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's the best advice I can give you. I was also gonna offer on the term of memes and again, premises, 
there was, I love it. I've been getting some really fantastic quotes come up in my memories on Facebook lately. And I'm like, wow, I put these in like six years ago, but they're really good. So I just made new memes of them. And this one is, suffering is not good for the soul unless it teaches you to stop suffering. That is its purpose. Yeah, you keep dropping these things that require unpacking for me because, like, I got I got statements and questions. But you know, y'all know that was just one of them dropped the mic moments. So <laughs> grace and peace. That <laughs> That's good though. Now that is good. Yeah. But I definitely got. To, I would love to unpack some of that. I okay. love the idea. Can that. cue that up for next. That's that's one to maybe. grow on. Yes, indeed. Well, we're evolving. Yeah, we're, we're, we are it's, evolving. We'll be leaving them with the things that make you go hmm. Indeed. All right. Indeed. And with grace that, we're peace. out. Wow, we reached the end of another episode of the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. Where does the time go? Well, on behalf of myself, Ashwin Nicole, and Johnny Holmes II, a.k.a. Apostle, we'd like to thank you, and we appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Please subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media on Instagram at Cool Ass Conversations. So, until the next time, stay cool. <laughs>